If you gotta think twice, put it together the color I like. No one look better whenever enticed. Powder blue leather, whatever advice. This is Marathon to March. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jonathan Litzkin alongside David Campbell in studio, as always. David, our last in-studio show before winter break. This is the last uh, good-sounding quality show for a while. We, of course, will have shows over break. We will be recording once a week, just going over, like usual, everything going on around college basketball. And by the time we get back, David... We're going to be probably five ga- five or six games in the conference play for everyone. I can't wait. Uh, I also just found out I'm going to a game as well. Really? What game? Illinois-Minnesota. Ooh. Illinois-Minnesota. Harry and Jake are blowing this group chat up right now. But um, <laughs> I- Illinois-Minnesota at the barn. I'll be there on January 2nd. Which it's the same day I'm going to Northwestern Michigan State. And it's th- what time is your game? Uh, let me check. Mine, guess what? This is what it is. Unfortunately, that's going to be an unreal sports day just in general because at 5 p.m. is when it's um, Illinois versus Minnesota. Right after that, there's a there's a Buffalo Wild Wings literally right across the street mm-hmm. from Illinois, Minnesota. And after that game, I'll be going to there to watch the Vikings and the Packers on Sunday Ooh. Night Football in Lambeau Field. Yeah, so, so my, so my game, uh, my game's at 1, Illinois, Minnesota's at 5. But in between that, there's also two other Big Ten games. Got Indiana, Penn State, and Ohio State, Nebraska. So I wonder if they're doing like a quadruple header on BTN that day. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, that's probably what it's going to be. They like to do those, like just BTN load up a sketch. BTN basketball isn't bad. BTN football's dreadful. Yeah. I hate BTN. No, I, I completely agree with you. So but. it is December 14th today, and I decided earlier over the weekend, really, that we should talk about coaches. We should. David, we've gotten to the point of the year where we're kind of like, oh, this coach, this coach is underachieving. This coach is overachieving. So I wanted to do a top 10 coaches in sports today. So David and I each have our list. So David, how do you want to do this? You want to alternate? You want to go 10, 10, 9, 9? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that. I like that a so lot. So I'll start. Um, first of all, we'll each go through our honorable, honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. I'll read mine off. My honorable mentions. Chris Beard, Eric Musselman, Kelvin Sampson, Danny Hurley, who I just love that you got. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Mark Pope, who I have a feeling David will have a, something to say about. I love Mark Ju- Pope. Jawan Howard, Mick Cronin. There is my honorable mentions. I don't like one of your honorable mentions. Dave, David knows. Uh, David's um, going to have Jawan Howard in his Here top are my 10, so. honorable mentions. Eric Musselman and Mick Cronin, we share. And then um, there's five others that... Oh, and Mark, uh, Mark Pope, Mick Cronin. Those ones I said, right? Yeah. And then Muscleman, Muscleman. We should, we Those sure. are three we share in the honorable mentions. Okay. The four I have, I don't know if these are in your top five, uh, top four. I have, I have Mike Krzyzewski in my honorable mentions. I know you have him in your top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Dana Altman from Oregon. And then Shaka Smart. I, I, I give some Shaka some shout-out. And then finally I have Tad Boyle from Colorado. Interesting. All right. Tad, Tad does an underrated job there. Tad, no, no doubt about it. I think it. Tad is, is a really good coach. Um, he kind of got robbed. One of those guys that kind of got robbed of a 2020 tournament. Yeah, and, Colorado and, had a good squad. And, you know, Adam Busek always says the Tad Boyle coaching tree goes far. And, you know, Kim English, there's other people as well, but then Kim English was the one that came to mind mm-hmm. um, first. So he is doing a great job there at Colorado. But top 10 time. Yes. I'll, I'll start with my 10. Sure, go with your All right, ten. my 10's a guy that I don't think you're going to have in your top 10. That's Porter Moser. Okay. P- Porter's a guy who obviously was at Loyola, now at Oklahoma. I think he's doing a good job there this year. They beat Arkansas over the weekend. But just a guy that 
started to build consistent success at a mid-major. And if, if even if he had stayed at Loyola, I don't think Loyola was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And now he's transitioned to a bigger school in the Big 12. What do you think so little of me? You put Porter in your top 10? I have Porter Moser at number 10. Let's go! <laughs> Porter Moser at number 10. I, I literally was like thinking of coaches in my head. I'm like, who, I'm like going through like every single conference. I'm like, who's coaching? Oh, Porter Moser's coaching. Yeah, he, I didn't think you would think of him. No, I definitely thought of him. He's he's doing an amazing job, and he'll get Oklahoma um, as to one of the top teams in the Big 12, I think, within like three or four years. I don't I don't doubt that yeah. at all. He's done an amazing job. Number nine for me is someone that you had in your honorable mentions. That's Chris Beard. Okay. I love Chris Beard, what he's doing at Texas. I think, like I said, Texas is one of those programs is just like Oklahoma where they're going to become a powerhouse for years to come. I don't think anytime they're going to they're gonna slow up. Did a great job. Went to a Final Four uh, with a great Texas Tech team. Um, I think he's a great guy. I don't, that has nothing to do with it, but like, you know, as someone who's talked to him at, you know, he was in the Minneapolis Final Four yeah. when I was there and he was, he was, he, he could just, you know, He's very good at rallying his players. I'm a big fan of Chris Beard. Chris Chris Beard is what uh, Brad Underwood wants to be. I like that. That's, I, I, I like I'm a that. big fan. Of, I, I just Chris, thought of that. Chris Beard is a little more X's and O's oriented, especially when it comes to defense. I think Texas Tech, um, with their with their no middle defense that they played mm-hmm. uh, in 2019 and the last couple of years, I should add. I have Matt Painter at nine. I okay. think I'd simply put, I think he's one of the better X's and O's coaches yeah. in college basketball. They all Purdue always runs a ton of great stuff, and mm-hmm. somehow he always finds a seven foot three kid to come yeah. play for him. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that. Purdue's got yeah. a good squad this year. I don't take anything away from what happened to them against Rutgers. He's doing a great, great yeah. job. Well, the game that worries me more was NC State. Yeah, no, that Purdue was, won that game, and I'm a little, I was a little worried about that. They were down the entire game. They come back to win it yeah. over time. It, it, it was bizarre. Um. Number eight, I'll go ahead. Uh, number eight for me is someone who, you know, you're a big fan of. I'm a big fan of. I don't know if you have your, I'm assuming you have him in your top ten. That's Tom Izzo. <laughs> I have Tom Izzo, um, the Izzo. Maybe a little higher. I think, you know, Izzo is an amazing coach. Don't get me wrong. I just think that, you know, 2019 was a great year for him. Don't get, like I said, again, 2019 was a great year. I'm interested to see what he does now that one of the best players, honestly, one of the best players in Michigan State history, Cassius Winston. I don't think that's crazy to say at all. Mm-hmm. No, um, he is. I'm interested to see what what State does post this. And he's got a great squad this year. They've had a couple of losses, but that team is, like, this Michigan State team is pro- primed for a Final Four run. I'm not even kidding you right mm-hmm. now. I, I genuinely believe that. They're so watch, good. Watch, <laughs> watching them play Minnesota, and I just think Minnesota is, you know, whatever. You can, talk, you can talk about whatever they want about them. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of Izzo and and you know he likes to yell at freshmen. We always make jokes about that, but he knows how to develop players, man. Hmm. Yeah, some guys don't work there, some do, and yeah, a lot of the guys have gotten better. Yeah, uh, from and you're, you're going to see it with Gabe Brown, Max Christie, Tyson Walker, Malik Hall, Malik Hall, a lot better is is a lot better. Which he's kind of being rude on Twitter. <laughs> he he was making fun of Jamison Battle for the figure eight play. Oh my god! <laughs> he, he was like, "He just keep going." That's that's what Malik Hollis yeah. said or something like that. It was so funny. Um, All right, so you're uh, number eight. Yeah, number eight. I have a guy at number eight that you guys might be surprised by. That's Coach K. Okay, I still think he's the best recruiter in college basketball. I know it's his last year, but he's had really good teams the la- last couple of years. 2019, I still believe he had the best team in the sport. Just it just there's a difference between having the best team in the regular season and the best team. In March Madness, because mm-hmm. that team that team didn't have enough shooting to win the national championship, no. but they were the best team in the regular season. Twenty twenty had a good squ- squad again. They just didn't get to play a tournament. They, mm-hmm. That that was a team where Trey Jones won ACC Player of the Year. They were un- unbelievable. Just yeah. did, didn't get a shot. Then last year they have a down year, and this year again, of course, he has a really good squad. 
I still think he's one of the best motivators in the sport. Um, what keeps him at eight for me and not higher is I, I'd, I'd prefer if his X's and O's were a little, were a little better. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like I, to see some more in-game adjustments. Yeah, Duke, Duke doesn't run as much stuff as I would like as, as a Purdue would or a Michigan State. But, you know, he still finds a way to get the best players. His eye for talent, obviously, is still phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So that that's what gets him into my top ten. Let me offer – I thought about this. Let me offer a theory here, John. <clears throat> This is a bit of a connection. Going into the NFL season, mm-hmm. you had Kyle Pitts as the fourth best tight end in football. Yeah. So what stopped me from putting John Shire in the top ten? Nothing. Then why didn't you have John Shire in your top ten? Because he's not a head coach yet. He's a head coach. Kyle well, Pitts is technically wasn't a tight end until he plays a snap. He was drafted though. He was already on an NFL roster. John John, there, John you know. won't be John won't be a head coach until okay um until March or April. Uh, hopefully April. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully April. Um, okay, I, I respect that. Number seven for me. Sorry, number eight was Izzo for me. Number seven is a guy that we've already talked about. That's Matt Painter. Mm-hmm. Um, Painter does a great job. And we just look the sets that he runs are just like really, really well done. And it's just very clean, very crisp. Um, yeah, no set recruit as well. And you know, talk about the seven foot guys, but like he's brought in some amazing guard talent as yeah. well. Carson Edwards, Jay Nivey now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always finds a shooter, Ryan Klein, Tosh Stefanovich. Um, you know, the, the, he, he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows how to build a team. He has a he has a formula, to say the least. And so far, the formula hasn't gotten him a national championship, but it wouldn't surprise me if Purdue were, were to win it this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that sooner or later, Purdue's going to find them a way of making a run. So I, I, I have a question for you later in the show that, that I'm going to get to, but I, I feel like of any team this year, I feel most confident of in Purdue to get to the Elite Eight. Not, not talking about, like, Final Four or National Championship like that, but... I don't feel like like I feel like most confident that Purdue is going to win three games in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it, there's two for me. It'd either be Purdue or um, honestly, man, we'll get to them later. But I, I know they just killed us. But I'm hop, I might have be hopping on that Kansas train, man. They're so good. They're so they are, they are so very good. good. They and are they, very good. And they got upset last year, but um, Purdue is is one I'd say. Yeah, I'd say Purdue. All right, nine number seven. I, I think a guy you'll have higher. I have Nate Oates at seven. Okay, he's yeah. done an unbelievable job in every aspect at Alabama. Yeah, like honestly, the reason is that he's at seven here is because like this is really only his second year of having elite success. Mm-hmm. He, it's just the amount of time he's been in Alabama hurts him honestly. But you know, he, he he's developed a great philosophy. He gets his guys to buy into that philosophy, which I think is really important. The the fact that. Percentages don't matter to him. It's just volume that does, and it works for Alabama. They they beat Houston and Gonzaga now in back to back games. They get to a Sweet Sixteen last year, only to be derailed by a very uh, good UCLA team that was very hot at the time. Mm-hmm. And he's now recruiting at an elite level. Alabama had, I believe, as a top three recruiting class for 2022. So th- this Alabama team will just continue to get better. He does what he needs in the transfer portal. He he has it mastered in terms of getting players. Getting those players to buy in, and now we just need to see the results in the in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, um, I do have Nato's a little higher, but not by much. I think that he's great. I think that he is. Um, I, I, you know, we talk about how you have to incorporate analytics in the game, and there's no one doing it like him. You know, he he the the way he's playing basketball is is kind of ahead of the time, and I feel like a lot of teams could be following. Nato's blueprint mm-hmm. Coming, mm-hmm. in the coming years. Number six is an interesting one for me. I know you have on this list. Depends on where you have him. I'm not as high on him. That's Mark Few. I have him at six, too. Okay, perfect. 
Mark Few, don't get me wrong, Mark Few is a really good coach. Very good. And he's a great motivator, gets the best out of his players. He is uh, seriously uh, um, he's, 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 got it, he's got it all. He's got it all. But for a player and for a coach of a team with the expectations of Gonzaga and the and then year in and year out regular season can constant success, there needs to be more from him. I'm I'm just I'm just putting it out there. They've been one of the top teams in college basketball for the better part of the decade and have He needs to win a title. And he needs to win much. a title. He needs to win a title. Like you look at the Duke. The Duke's won Duke won twenty fifteen. Kentucky's won earlier this decade. You know, UConn used to be a powerhouse. They're kind of coming back to it. UNC you know, won 2017. Virginia. UNC, UNC's a great example. Um, these teams, you know, Baylor's now the new powerhouse, but these teams have all got theirs, and Mark Few has not. And I still think he can, but it's also come to the point where it's like, if it's not going to happen last year, is it going to happen this year? Because has lost twice. They've looked beatable. That's the question. So the reason I had him at six and not higher is because, well, first of all, I think there's five coaches better than him. Yeah, that's a um, great point as well. Um, I think there also are. There's a lot of guys that if you put ahead of him, I'd be like, yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. So no, the reason I have him at number six is because I always feel like there's one or two games every year where Gonzaga is just completely unprepared. And there was, I, there was one last year. I felt that there was Baylor, one pretty, pretty big one last year. I, I felt that way against Alabama this year. I don't feel I didn't feel like they were unprepared for Duke. I just feel like they were kind of on top of the world after what happened against UCLA earlier in the yep. week. Yep. Uh, and then l- last year, like I-, I feel like they were just very not ready for Baylor. No, at not at all. They were not ready for Baylor. You, like, you used the quote that you said. You said, "Do you think Mark Few's out there like thinking to himself, like, oh, when you look at the game that we just watched and see how he only beat UCLA by two? Like no, he's not doing that. He's like, okay, so let's like let's just try and beat Baylor now in two days. You know what I, I mean? I told you last year the most bad. I I sat there with you in my dorm room watching the WCT <laughs> championship, and I was we were sitting there the entire game. We're like, if Gonzaga loses this game, they probably win the national championship. Yeah, because they didn't really have any room to like look at themselves and say like, okay, this is how we can get better. Yeah, and even after the game against BYU, like like look. I've been, I've gone back and forth on this. You know, Gonzaga likes to celebrate every single win, like big time. Which 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 I've gone That's back fine. And, which I've gone back and forth on. I've gone back and forth on. Um, if they want to celebrate winning the WCC, that's great. But there's a difference between celebrating that and celebrating a first round win or second round win against either Oklahoma or who they even beat in the first round. Who was they? Who they beat in the first round? Appalachian State. I don't think so. I forget. Appalachian State lost to someone. I don't know. Anyway, not the point. The point is, it's like. Does he have like? There's a genuine question of Does Mark Few have that killer mentality mm-hmm. as as a coach? Can he can he out coach these top guys? Because everyone that we've listed, everyone that we like we've listed so far, like this is going to be his competition. You know what I mean for for this year? Mm-hmm. And like obviously there's other great coaches. You know, Kansas has Bill Self and who's who we have not mentioned and we're not spoiler alert guys. We're not going to mention. But look at the top teams. I mean, like we'll we'll get to the guys when we talk to him. But like um, Mark Few. Can can he be the top dog? Which he has the resources to. He has the players. Had him last year, and he couldn't do it. You know. So, and this is nothing against Mark Few. I just, I just, I expect more from him. I, because like his expectations are so high, and I want him to meet those. Mm-hmm. I want Gonzaga to be the best team. I, I feel like in reality, this year with Gonzaga, like they're 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 a lot closer to the 2019 
Gonzaga team than they were to 2021 Gonzaga. 2021 Gonzaga was one of the best teams of all time. Mm-hmm. It genuinely was. But pro- probably a top. What do you say? A top five team of all time that did win a national championship? Probably top one, Liddy. Honestly, uh, the only team I would say is maybe that Kentucky team in 2015. Oh my bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of just yeah. The, my bad. And then Duke's up there. Yeah, 2019, 2019 Duke's up there. But you know, like yeah, I would say those two teams are, are, are you know are those those are the squads. Yeah, I'm, I mean. Listen, like I don't think this like this Gonzaga team is very they're very clearly beatable, but they're still a top five team in the country. I expect them to be in the final four this year, maybe at worst the lead eight. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've just raised the bar a little too high for them. Like obviously we should like they should their goal should be to win a national championship, right? You're, you're and like in, you're out. Listen, not everyone expects them to win a national championship in a given year, mm-hmm. but like I, I still think of them as an elite program. Yep. They they haven't gotten the national championship yet, which no. For Mark Few would be very very helpful. Yeah, but I don't have a doubt in my mind that they can win it this year, and I expect them to be right right there at the end. This year they have the best big in the country, debatably the best player in the country, and they have the number one overall recruit in the country, mm-hmm. plus a bunch of guys like literally probably like five different guys who would be the number one on hundreds of teams in the country. Yeah, on hundreds of teams like Ryan Nem- not Ryan Andrew Nemhard would be the number one on a lot of different teams in the country. Ryan Nemhard, by the way, good player. Ryan Watch Nemhard out for him. He's playing very well right now. I'm glad I picked him to win yeah. the East freshman of the year. <laughs> Aminu Muhammad's also played very well. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, gonna be a, that's, gonna be... that's gonna be a battle. Hello, Harrison. Hey. Rapper just walked on in. Kind of scared. Kind of scared the the the, 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 the living crap out of me. If I'm not gonna lie. Is, is Harrison's mic on? I mean, we can turn it on if we, we really want him to. Want to join in my uh, favorite college basketball show. How you doing, buddy? I didn't take. Uh, I watched a very stressful college basketball game last night between Oklahoma State and Cleveland State. <laughs> he was texting me about this. Oklahoma, I know. We were Cleveland watching State together. Cleveland one guy, um, Hodge was Hodge, his last name. Hodge. Because I was hedging a guy named Hodge, which I knew was a disaster. Oklahoma State won in overtime. Williams, what's his name on Oklahoma State? Oh, uh, Bryce Williams. Very yeah. good. But this Hodge guy, it was a three-point game, like 10 seconds left. Even I were watching my phone. I was sweating off the entire second half. Hodge pulled up from the logo to tie the game. Hit the front of the rim, barely missed, and we, we hedged the bet well. Good work. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> all right, uh, to continue on with our top 10 coaches list, I'll go to number five, a guy you've already talked about, Tom Izzo. Yeah. I, I think he's the best coach in the Big Ten. Sorry. I, I know you disagree I mean, with me I on mean, that. I he's, mean, he's not even the best coach of the state, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I think he does, does a great job. One of, one of the things you always point out about Izzo is his guys always are ready to play in March. And whether you want to, like, point out the one national championship or not, like, he consistently makes deep runs in the tournament. Yeah. And the fact that his guys are always ready to play in March, that's a testament to how well he develops players over, for, the cor- over the course of a season. Except for last year. Last year he didn't have the team. Last year, he kind last year, of, last year lot, they, they blew la, it. Last year a lot of good teams didn't have the team. Yeah, Duke didn't have the team. Kentucky no, didn't have right. the team. UNC didn't. Have I the don't team. know. Even Kansas didn't have the team. No, Kansas. Yeah, almost lost in the first round. They got boat raced by USC. Mm-hmm. But uh, Izzo at five for me. Yeah, I'll say this: Izzo last year was an outlier because mm-hmm. you usually don't see Michigan State. One, you don't see Michigan State in the first four. Secondly, you don't see Michigan State like losing that game to UCLA, which. Izzo should be in that game in the final mm-hmm. four against. Yeah. Uh, um, number five for me, you had Izzo right. Number yeah, five. Also, is, in, in reality, oh. in reality, real quick, Michigan State if they beat UCLA, they probably get to the Sweet Sixteen, right? They probably beat BYU. Uh, BYU and Abilene Christian. Yeah, I don't think they beat Alabama. No, but I think they probably win one or two. No, they could they could win a game or two. Number five, I have made notes. We okay. talked about made notes. He's awesome. Um. 
the SEC is a lot of a uh, handful, really, of great coaches. You know, a lot of these like younger guys, Eric Musselman, um, Will Wade is the guy we do haven't talked about yet. Yeah, he, he's he's doing a great job this year. I mean, they're undefeated, and mm-hmm. then you know the smaller guys as well, like Co- Co- Coach Calipari, and then you know, um, there's just a lot of interesting pieces. Uh, sorry, coaches in the SEC because you obviously have Rick Barnes as well. Mm-hmm. Council Martin's going to be gone soon. At the point, point is. Uh, Bruce Pearl's other guy we didn't talk yeah. about. You don't like Bruce Pearl. No. No, but um, Nate Oates is kind of separating himself from all those guys. It's him and Muslim, I think, are the top two. Uh, they're both amazing. Yeah. Um, and I and I just love Nate Oates. And I think that, uh, you know, everything about him. And, of course, he's he's become a meme lately because of the handshake yeah, picture. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that game uh, in a bit here, too. So, so we have three of the same top four. Yeah, and you know who my four. I know. I know who, I know who your other other. He said four. Don't worry. You don't know who my other one is. I don't. Because you definitely did not think of this guy. And oh boy, did I not? You're, you're go- when I say it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, he's probably a top ten coach. Okay. Um, uh, well, I, let me go first. Let me go first because you know who my number four is. Your number four? Yeah, my number four is Jawan Howard. Yeah, my number four is Jawan Howard. Who, um, I mean, he's just. First of all, he's the reigning AP Coach of the Year. Um, he has the awards to back to back it up. I think he's best coach in the Big Ten. He's done an absolutely unbelievable job with um, with recruiting, bringing in top classes year uh, the past two years. Yeah, and so far the players haven't necessarily worked out. You know, guys like um, Caleb Houston and and uh, Frankie Collins, Kobe Buffin haven't really popped. Yeah, Diabate's been great. Musa Diabate's been amazing. And you know, next year we watched Taurus Reed um, only a few days ago uh, at Link Academies. A Michigan year in year has, has great rec- great recruiting, and I think Jawan this year he struggled a little bit. I do think Michigan's going to figure it out still. I really, I really do think that. <laughs> I believe that. Um, but yeah, I have Jawan at four, and I think he's only going to get better. For part of me thought last year Jawan was number one, but nah, I got, I, I got to take a step back. Who's your number four? Who, who did I miss? It's not the guy I missed at number four. Number oh, four, right. I have Tony Bennett. Interesting. So Tony Bennett, I thought we were, thought we were in the same top three. I really thought we were in the same. Top Tony three. Bennett has a national championship yep. in 2019. He, that's his only Final Four appearance. If, uh, yeah, I'm correct, but. Last year, if you really look at his team, they were awful. They were they, they lost Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, and Kyle Guy. Yeah. And they were still a four seed in the NCAA tournament. They won the regular season title in the ACC. He, he does a great job year in and year out. I believe over the last decade, he has the most wins of any ACC coach. There, he's amazing in the ACC. I mean, every like you've said it yourself. I think this is this is the quote that exemplifies how great Tony Bennett is. You've said it yourself. You're like beating UNC is is nice and all. Like you don't want to beat him because you're a rival, but beating Virginia is so much more satisfying. I, I don't think it's more satisfying, but like it's so frustrating when we play them. Yeah, because like there are looks that you usually get that you don't. Mm-hmm. And you like you just have like 2019. We we came out on the road against them, and I think hit like five threes in a row to start the game. Yeah, and it was just like it was. I was like pumping my fist because like I knew that we, like, we were gonna have to hit those shots to beat these yeah. guys, and we we did. We ended up winning by double digits, which was probably Duke's best win of the year. Mm-hmm. But to- Tony Bent's consistently the toughest. Tony, Tony's my three. It's, just, the, it's just the... he's the toughest co- coach in the ACC. Mm-hmm. He's the toughest guy to prepare for in the ACC, mm-hmm. and. His team, he doesn't have a good team this year. No. And his philosophy can't make up for that. No. But you better believe that he, he'll be back. He'll be back it, in a few years with the National Championship contender once again. We want, we just we also just watched one of his players. Yeah. players who— Isaac Trout. Isaac Trout, who—but he's scared. He's very good. <laughs> he's very good. We can't wait to see him in the ACC. Yeah, lively will take care of him. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> nah, but— um. All right, watch well, see who your number three is because Tony Bennett was on my number three. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, who did I forget? Who did I forget? Dave. 
Yes. This guy doesn't coach in a major six conference. Penny Hardaway. He doesn't coach. <laughs> he does. He, he doesn't coach in the American. He doesn't coach in the WCC. Do you know who it is? Doesn't coach. And he doesn't coach in the Mountain West either. He doesn't coach the Mountain West. So is it like a Missouri Valley or A10? No. Neither of those conferences. Uh, is it a Sun Belt? This guy actually coaches in the Metro Atlantic. The MAC. Rick Patino. Oh, I thought about him. I did think about okay, him. Okay. I did. I did. And I wanted to put him in there, but I was scared to, at least in an honorable mention. He would totally be an honorable mention for me. I was going to, but I was just like, oh, I get should, it. I get should it. he be in my top 17? It's nothing against him as, um, oh, that's so interesting. So I'm glad you put him up there because I want to talk about Rick So Patino. Rick Patino is a guy. He obviously Here's a guy. didn't do some very good things at Louisville. He won, but he didn't do some very good things in Louisville. <laughs> he did good things on the court. <laughs> yes. Um, he then goes to coach in, I think, the Greek League for a couple of years. Yes. Did and you know he actually coached um, former Minnesota big man Reggie Lynch? Remember Reggie Lynch? Really? Reggie Lynch went to go play in Greece and played for Rick Pitino's That's team. That's funny, but he won a title in Greece. Reggie I, Lynch also did not do some very good things. <laughs> but I, Richard, so Rick yeah. Pitino goes and wins a title in Greece. Yeah. Then he comes back as the coach of Iona. And uh-huh. everyone's just like, Wait, what? (laughs) He then goes and wins the Metro Atlantic his first year. Is in a battle with Alabama in the NCAA tournament. Loses the game, but then goes and beats them. The next year. This year. So, I I think he's proved in his short time at Iona that he's He's still a good coach. He's He's still a very good coach. And many people would argue that he was a top three coach when he left. And I think he's a top three coach when he comes back. I think... By the way, we haven't really talked about this. Mark Turgeon being fired at Maryland. I think Rick Pitino should be the first guy you call for that Maryland job. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, God, what do I even say to that? I think that I wanted to put Rick in there. I just didn't. Um, I think that he has done an amazing job at Iona. But it has been a short time, and I'd like to see him come back a little more. Because, is it, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's been, like, what, six, seven years since he, like, like was here for a while, and mm-hmm. it's a new era of college basketball. And, and you know, I think that he's proven that he can win in the MAC, but can he win in in the Big Ten if he goes to Maryland or you know somewhere? You know, um, what are the odds here, John? Like Kim English is probably the first name here, but Mizzou fires Consul Martin. Maybe give old, give old Rick a call. I don't think he would come to Mizzou, but he come to Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's a great job. Yeah, they they are a great. Maryland's job. a great job. They have Kudus Wahab, top two. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming we have the team one and two. Maybe you have number one and two swapped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll start with this one. I have Jay Wright at two. I have Jay Wright at two. Okay. Um, Scott Drew's number one, folks. So J- Jay Wright, in the last five years, I guess, has two national championship teams, mm-hmm. a team that was the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. He had one down year where they were a six seed in the NCAA tournament. And then last year, or, t- or sorry, two years ago, he share, shares the regular season title in the Big East with Creighton and Seton Hall. The, the following year, last year, he gets to the Sweet 16 with two, three major injuries yeah. on his roster and has Baylor down five with 10 minutes to go in the second half. Um, Raise the banner. He's the second best coach in college basketball. And yeah. the only reason... And he might be number one. The honestly, only reason he's kind of, not... It's more of a 1A, 1B, yeah, honestly. The, the, I mean, he's... Been been a top two, top one coach in the sport since 2016 when they won the title, and he's done nothing to show that he has, isn't a top two coach since then. Yeah, 
absolutely nothing. And, and his team, despite having three losses, I think they're great. I think they're a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. They've lost to three of the best teams in the country. I mean, um, you know, so I, I, I'd still pick them to win the Big East regular season title. I would too. I, I, I would too. I mean, Seton Hall's coming on. U, UConn's good. I still love St. John's, and and I still think Villanova is the uh, the, the team to win the, the, AC, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Big, Big East. There. The Big East. The Big East is mild, not mildly, like crazily overachieving. Yeah. And we still both think yeah. that Villanova is the clear favorite yeah, to, yeah, to win yeah, the yeah. conference. Yeah, I think Seton Hall will eventually falter down a little bit. I think UConn is, is going to be probably good for a while there. Um, but yeah, I have the same thing. Jay Wright, too. Scott Drew, number one, the reigning national champion. Um, and he's back. He's back to be number one, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Um, he wasn't number one at all last year. No, he was not. not. But uh, this year, he is... Has an has again has a great team. I mean, how do you replace three amazing guards? Two of them being lottery, two of them being like not lottery picks, two of them being NBA players, and now you replace them with like just guys and a transfer, a freshman, and some bench guys, and all of a sudden you're then one team in the country again. And you lose the best defensive player in college basketball, yep. and then go hold Villanova to 36 points on it's Sunday. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get when to that we, when we get back from break. But that was the top 10 coaches from both me and David. In college basketball. Thank you for listening to KCOU 88.1 FM.
cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Tommy Wizzo, and you listen Columbia KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi-ya. David, inter- I don't know what that was. David I was interrupting. I'm so excited, dude. David, David, inter- David interrupting me coming back from break. A weekly tradition. A tradition unlike any other. The Gophers having expectations early in the season before faltering against Nebraska on the road. So, David, there were three, two, I should say, two pretty important games over the weekend. Yeah. There were a bunch of important games over the weekend, but two that stood out. There's let's more than. T- more let's than talk one. about what happened Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Saturday night, and in I'm not Tuscaloosa. talking about Bryce Young winning the Heisman. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about what happened over the rim. Over the rim or not? JD Davison blocks a tipping attempt mm-hmm. at the buzzer from Houston. Alabama hangs on to beat Houston, 83-82. Two outstanding teams. Two really high-level basketball teams. David, the simple question. Should it have been goaltending or not? That's an unbelievable question. Can I say I don't know? Yes, you can. Because I don't know. And we'll get to this in the um, in our questions at the end. But I like um, – we'll get to the questions at the end about like whether or not you're allowed to review it or not. I just – it was a great game. And for it to come down to a very controversial call like that is a little annoying. However – Bama played a really, really good game from what I saw. I didn't, we didn't watch the game. We were watching high school basketball. Um, and so did Houston. Neither team should be too, too like distraught after losing. They should be now. They should be like, you know. Oh, if you watch the Houston assistant coach, you'd see otherwise. This game has a lot of memes. Um, every single Houston player was completely the call. Who was the one Houston player that picked up trash after the game? Uh, Jamal Sheed. He's their point guard. That's great. Love to see that. So shout out to him. But I don't even know what to make of this game. It was awesome in every way, but it sucked that it had to end like that. Mm-hmm. I think Bama's is such a good team, and even if they lost that game, I wouldn't have changed my opinion on how good Alabama is. I probably just would have changed my opinion on how good Houston is. Yeah, no credit to Houston, though, too. They played pretty much the final 11 minutes of the game with Reggie Chaney, Fabian White, and Kyler Edwards always all having four fouls. Yeah. So they were in major foul trouble, not to mention Taze Moore, Trayvon Mark, and Josh Carlton all had three. Mm -hmm. So they were playing with a ton of foul trouble from a bunch of it. And I should also mention Jamal Sheet also finished the game with four fouls. So So they were playing with a ton of foul trouble still. Hung in the game against the crazy good Alabama team. Houston, Houston fans are very upset about not only not just the goaltending call, but the fouls. I mean, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, crazy game. What else was there? Oh, you can take your victory lap if you want to. About what? Oklahoma, Arkansas. Oh, I mean, that was a given that Oklahoma was winning that game. Arkansas hadn't played a true road game yet. 
Yeah, but I mean, they're going to lose. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a neutral site game, but it was close. Oklahoma had the greatest shooting performance they've had the past like 30 years. Yeah. Clowns. Ten, Tanner Clowns. Groves, baby. Tanner Groves. Um, World of Games. BYU lost to Creighton. Yeah, BYU's B- not very good. Yeah, BYU, we've lost. I remember Jeff Goodman had him at like four. <laughs> 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 Jeff Goodman had like a spot behind Gonzaga. Um, Wisconsin gets destroyed by Ohio State. And <laughs> Just imagine, imagine telling someone like, yeah, BYU and Gonzaga aren't that far apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to ask though, is Ohio State good? Are they like really good? They're what they were last year. With, with, without without good guard play. So they're going to get upset by Morehead State this year? I hope. <laughs> no, like, listen. South Dakota. EJ, EJ, EJ Liddell is a first-team All-American at this very moment. Yeah. Zed Key has improved a ton. They don't have good guard play. And you don't like Jamari Wheeler? No, in fact, I hate him. So you do, like so, Justice Suing? And so does Ohio. Well, Justice Suing's hurt right now, oh. um, which is big for them. But Ohio State fans do not like Jamari Wheeler. I, I think they, they lack a point guard. And I think their, their ceiling is the Sweet 16. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, it was an impressive win. Yeah. But I, I want to take about a minute here to talk. Mizzou, Kansas, not so much anything I don't care about Mizzou, but Kansas looked so good, and I think that we need to start realizing that Kansas is one of the one of the best teams in the country. No, they are. And they lost on a crazy buzzer beater to Dayton, and yeah, the game should not have been that close. It shouldn't have come down to that, but like they're going to give Baylor a run for their money, a serious run for their yeah, money. Yeah, no, they are. They, like, they had a bad loss. I think they have Kansas, debatably Kansas the Big 12 going, Player of the Year. Kansas has is a... Better team than last year than they were last year because yeah, of the, because of the improvement of Akbaji mm-hmm. because of the improvement of Christian Brown, but they, they still have the same problem. Dave McCormack. That yeah. If they face a really good big in the tournament like Evan, we, like I'm telling you right now, Illinois would be a terrible matchup for them in the yeah. tournament. What's so, another like mid tier team with a really good center? I can't think of one. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan versus Kansas in like a three six. I know, like or two I, seven. I was looking at bracketology yesterday because Lunardi updated it over the weekend. I want to watch that and watch that. I'm look at that. And they had Kansas Illinois as a potential second round matchup, and I was just like, yeah, that's a terrible matchup for that's Kansas. A, that's a bad matchup. Terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Kansas is yeah arguably the best team in the Big Twelve. They're like you said, they're going to give Baylor a run for their money, and they have a first team All American right now in Okai Akbaji. Let's talk Sunday. Baylor Nova. Let's start with um. Let's actually start with Purdue and NC State. Real, like, real that was quick. A mess. That was a real mess. Real quick. Baylor looked really messy. They should not have won that game. I'm more worried about Purdue after that game than losing to Rutgers because playing at Georgia Mike's Arena is um it's a can, different breed. It's a different breed, and um it can be tough. And I am really really worried about Purdue now going forward after barely beating NC State when NC State didn't have the best player. Like they're still fine. I still think, dude, the Big Ten is just absolutely, it's absolutely it's a mess. <laughs> Big Ten's wild. It's a mess. I don't, um, I don't know who I feel good about right now. Michigan State. I still feel good about Purdue, and I feel very good about Michigan State. But yeah, I don't feel good that, about Illinois. Other than that. Yeah. I don't feel good about Michigan. I don't feel good about Wisconsin. So, I still don't feel good about Ohio State. Knowing how the Big Ten works, at least if it's similar to 2020 like I think it's going to be, there's some like team that'll like, or win a game in the NCAA to, or win a game midseason in conference play, and I'll I'll start to like them. Like Penn, you remember when Penn State won at Michigan <laughs> State in 2020? <laughs> After that game, I was like, 
yeah, you know, Pensei could do some damage. <laughs> <laughs> they had one player. <laughs> Dude, I think we've already seen that with, with Minnesota beating Michigan. Mm-hmm. We can honestly see that from that. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but let's talk about uh, Villanova Baylor. I mean, what's there to say? What a what a performance! It was a clinic. It was unbelievable, and Baylor's the new number one. Deservedly so. I don't know when they're going to lose next. When's their next good tough game? Is it Iowa State? I think so. I think it's Iowa State in like a month, dude. I mean, Villanova shot twenty two percent from the field, and and that's like. That's all credit to Baylor there. They shot yeah. 22% from three as well. It, it was just a defensive showcase. Congolese got shut down. Justin Moore had a fine game, but like... He still shot five yeah. of 14. Congolese was shut down. Samuels was shut down. The turnovers were about even. It was just Baylor consistently forced Villanova. And Baylor only to, scored 57 points, which like... Baylor consistently forced Villanova to take tough shot after tough shot. The fact that you can win a game against a top 10 team in the country and only score 57 points. And win it by 20. Is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Just like actually in college basketball in general, win a game by, by only scoring 57 points is crazy. And the fact that you're doing a top 10 team is just what a performance from them. There was really no good games on Monday, were there? No, there was nothing yesterday. What's good tonight? Except for that Oklahoma State game that, yeah. that, that Harrison, that Harrison watched. <laughs> <laughs> um there's really nothing good the rest of the week until Saturday. Saturday is fantastic. Uh, there's one game tonight, Bama-Memphis, that you're not going to talk about, but the line's only Bama minus three and a half. If Bama doesn't blow them out, I, I, eh, hangover game for Bama. Hangover game. It's at the FedEx Forum. Huh? It's at the FedEx Forum? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's in It's in Memphis. Terry wants to talk about Florida State versus UCF. I said there's good, no, it's a fantastic slate Saturday. We're talking about the game of the weekday. The highlight is definitely not Florida, Florida State. Florida State is Aren't awful. you going to that, Harrison? Uh, Harrison's not sure if he's going to that. Um, if Alabama, Alabama should blow on Memphis tonight. But uh, there's yeah, there's literally nothing good. Minnesota plays. Uh, Alcorn State on the Big Ten Network, which I'll watch. Duke has two games in three days, which is not cool. They have like three and like seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Villanova Creighton on they're playing, Friday. They're playing South, South Carolina State, App State, and then... Harry's boys from Cleveland State. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of good games on Friday that if you guys are big college basketball fans, keep your eye on. Um, St. Bonaventure playing Virginia Tech. I think, it's a, I think it's a solid game. Hmm. That's um that's in Charlotte. There's a there's a there's a four team M- MTE there. Is Virginia Tech last year's Clemson of the ACC? Possibly. I like Virginia a little more though. And Clemson, yeah, I, I, I didn't like Clemson at all last year. Um, Villanova Creighton is a, is a good game. That's a trap game for Villanova. They've lost three. There's a lot of pressure on that one, and I'm a little worried for them. Creighton's not bad either. No, but no, no. Creighton just beat BYU. Mm-hmm. And Creighton only lost to Iowa State by six. Creighton, Creighton's not bad. They have one of your favorite players, Ryan Emhart. Yes. Saturday time. Had, had 17 and 17, four and four. Unbelievable. On Saturday. Saturday time. Already getting the previews, you know. On the, the weekend because this week is a little slower, which is fine. Gonzaga, Texas Tech, noon in Phoenix. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, I think Gonzaga should win. I, yes. it, Texas Tech's a very tough team defensively. It, it it looks like it looks honestly like they haven't changed one bit with with Mark Adams taking over for Chris Beard. Not even a little bit. But I think Gonzaga is just simply the way more talented team and. I, I think I think this is one of those games that Gonzaga will hammer them, and 
everyone will start to think that Gonzaga is maybe the best team in the country again. Which they might be. Who knows? They might be. Right now it's Baylor. Um, Tennessee Memphis is only okay. Nothing, nothing phenomenal there. Just keep scrolling here. Iona Seton Hall is low key a really good game. Iona versus Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. Your guy Rick Pitino versus uh, a up and coming Big East team with some big wins over Texas over Michigan. Seton Hall is kind of becoming my nemesis because two of literally my national championship this year was Texas Michigan. Was it was Texas Michigan and they beat both of them. Like that's unfair. So. Not a fan of Seton Hall. Um, I am a fan, though, of this team going up against UCLA in Vegas, North Carolina. That'll be an interesting one. I might pick North Carolina in that one, Liddy. UNC has a ton of size, and they did look better against Michigan. I'll give them that. They did. I'm a big fan of a lot of the players that the Tar Heels have. Um Dawson Garcia, Kern Walton, two Minnesota guys, and they also have one of the better bigs in the country, Nerando Baycott. I'm super excited to see them get back to work in Vegas. And, and what's a big marquee matchup for them? They're coming off, um, you know, their biggest win lately was Michigan at home. That's a big win for them. And they're, I think they can beat, they can beat this UCLA team, John. And then the Battle of Chicago as well. DePaul Loyola. DePaul Northwestern. Ah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> DePaul Northwestern, the Battle of, uh... oh, my God. Wait a minute. Well, we'll go to that in a second. But yeah, DePaul uh, Northwestern is going to be um, is one that I feel like a lot of the, the eyes of Chicago will be on, John. Yeah, no, I definitely will be keeping my eye on that game. Did you say that? Did you say who Duke's playing on Saturday? Yeah, it's Cleveland yeah, State. Cleveland State. Just said that. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. That's going to be a rivalry game between Liddy and Liddy and Harry. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, he he already lost his first rivalry game with me this year. So what, uh, Duke Duke beating Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some other solid like like Ohio games. State plays. Um, why am I blanking? Kentucky. Ohio State does play Kentucky. Kentucky bad lost in Notre Dame. That's another game. That's a like, game in Vegas to be awesome. Uh, yeah, Kentucky very bad lost in Notre Dame. I remember telling you that and you're like, oh yeah, oh, I like, was paying paying attention to the Arizona Illinois game. Yeah. Arizona, by the way. Woo. Woo. Well, we'll talk about that in our top tens. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else. Uh, I'm just going to keep going here. Oh, Ohio State, Kentucky. I will be taking the Wildcats in this one. I'll take Ohio State. Oh, okay. Last time we disagreed on one, you won. So I got to get my revenge here. Ah, no, you got me. Dude, wait, hold on. Bama and Houston, we kind of split on. And then it was Arkansas. I, I, I had Arizona, right, over Illinois. I think I originally took Illinois and then I flipped. What was on that? Remember, remember, we like we like flipped. Was that the one we both flipped on? Yeah, no, no, no. We, so I picked Illinois. You picked Arizona on Tuesday, and then, and then we sat down in the studio Saturday, and we're like, "Yeah, we're both taking the other team." <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, damn, dude, I'm, 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 man, I'm, I'm really upset, dude. Um, Baylor, Oregon could have been. Baylor, Oregon could have been a good game. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I knew you were going That's there. Exactly I knew you were going say. there. I'm like, Baylor, Oregon could have been such a good game, and yet here we are, gonna watch Baylor destroy Oregon. Can you imagine, like, Jacob Young gets suffocated in that game, dude? Um, yeah, Baylor's the top team in the country. I don't think there's any debate about that. They deserve it. They are going to be a team to watch for in a while. I don't think they're losing this game. Traveling to Oregon is a bit of a ballsy play, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, why would you travel? You know, it's, that's, that's just a weird that's game. That's probably part of a home-and-home, home, I would think. Yeah, you, you, would, you would think. And then, But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go Baylor in that. No surprising. Uh, Sunday, anything good. I don't what, believe what, so. what a bit, bit of a weak week. <laughs> um, yeah, we have one good day of college basketball this week. San Francisco is going to lose to Arizona State. 
Maybe. Arizona State's awful. So. I, I just see it, though. Um, what's Monday? Any good good for Christmas week? Christmas usually produces a, a game or two. Um, St. John's Seton Hall. That's a good game. Is that Monday? That's Monday. That is a very good game. I'll be watching it's that It's a very game. Northeast game. Yeah, it's at, the, it's at the Prudential Center. Like, Northeast basketball fans are, like, salivating over that game. <laughs> um, other than that, that's kind of the game on Monday night. Creighton plays to Paul, so a Big East doubleheader. Um, I'm, I'm going to be definitely watching that, that uh, the St. John's game. Because I'm, I'm still in the St. John's hype train. I'm not going to get off it just quite yet. Um, so No, I still really like St. John's, too. Yeah, I still really like the St. John's. I think they can be the second-best team in the Big East. I think they totally can be the second-best team in the Big East. <clears throat> um, any other games you want to talk about? Because it's like I said, a bit of a weaker week. No, not really. And I'm afraid the next week might be a weaker week too. Because well, we'll get into that on our next show, Lids. Yeah, we John, will. The the Gophers play. Oh like, man, what are you looking at? The dog? D- the day next Tuesday, Colorado State, Alabama, and Nova plays Xavier. Xavier. I'm excited for Colorado State. Is there another, is there another good game that day? Colorado State at 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm still a, low. I'm going to be officially a Colorado State fan. Because <laughs> oh, the way Colorado the fans treated me. <laughs> John, John, I think that was one of your best tweets of the week. Yeah, no. It's, it's been a great week of college basketball, but. but uh, Colorado State fans think David does the official top 25. <laughs> I feel like, congratulations, well-deserved. It's like, <laughs> by the way, I think you got like 170 likes on that tweet. Over 200. Over 200. I didn't know there were over 200 Colorado State fans. <laughs> I saw a UCLA fan liked it, and I thought we were going to get more, but we didn't. Oh. <laughs> Colorado State men's basketball Twitter account liked it as well. Yeah, that's how you Barstool, got all your likes. Barstool Colorado State uh, retweet, retweeted it. Interesting. Which Bus takes credit for. Adam was like, yeah, uh, you know, who does, who does Barstool Colorado State follow? Me. So I take credit for that. And oh I was God. like, okay. Um, yeah, because I'm sure that's how they found it. Yeah, that's how they found it. Um, <laughs> let's go... Um, top tens, top tens, or the unders. Unders are always last. Oh, unders are always last. I, mm. po- I apologize. I apologize for my actions. Um, you want to start? Two forty-five. By the way, is the uh, the light to- light total. Let's read a comment because you know fan mail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Abusak sending a green green heart emoji and a yellow heart emoji. Very nice of she's Fox's a, mom. She's a big Packer fan. Um, <laughs> and then someone commented saying, "Can we bring Cam on the floor?" Exclamation point, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know their whole lingo yet. I don't know that is, yeah. And then someone, Sydney Frederick, yay, so deserved. <laughs> and then someone replied saying, respect, go Rams. And then someone who looked a Ram, Superman, a yiff. So, dude, mm. Colorado State fans, they're just kind of the best of people. Um, mm. Top 10 time. Number 10. To no surprise, it's Colorado State. Um, they deserve they deserve it, man. They really do. Number nine, a team that I had didn't have my top ten last week, but before got them back in this week. It's Auburn, the Auburn mm-hmm. Tigers. Number eight, the Kansas Jayhawks. Number seven, the two lost Gonzaga Bulldogs. Number six, the Purdue Boilermakers, dropping five spots. Number five, the Arizona Wildcats. Number four, the UCLA Bruins. Number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. Number two, the Duke Blue Devils. And number one, the Minnesota the Baylor Bears. <laughs> Baylor Bears. All right, my top ten. I at ten I have Seton Hall, nine Houston, eight UCLA, seven Kansas, six Purdue, five Gonzaga, four Alabama after their big win, three Arizona. Shout out to Big Dev. Shout out to Big Dev. <laughs> Two Duke, one one Baylor, of course. And I don't know Baylor, when. The, of course. I do not know when Baylor leaves that number one spot. They leave that number one spot on April fourth. When they put the Minnesota Golden Gophers for the, the national, national championship. championship, 
and Minnesota beats them. Interesting. Because Jameson Battle's going to have 40. That probably still... Consider, considering Villanova didn't even score 40 against... Um, <laughs> considering Villanova couldn't put up 40, I don't think James Battle will. But you go ahead. Um, we'll start it off. You want me to start? Yeah, you start ahead. Okay. Here we go. Gotta sit up. Gotta sit up. TV timeouts start now. Under 16, Nova is still the best team in the Big East. Who's the second best team? I'm going to go right now with Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall has the quality wins. And as much as I don't think they will finish in that spot right now, it's the Seton Hall Pirates. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I questioned that. Yeah, it is the Pirates. Under 12, CBS Sports Classic takes place this weekend. Ohio State plays Kentucky, UCLA plays UNC. Which individual player scores the most points in the event? Oh, that's an amazing question. I think this one's a little easy, though. I think we need a Johnny Juzang game. Mm-hmm. Johnny yeah. Juzang is going to break out here. I think he'd have a huge game against UNC. I still think UNC is going to win. I think the second highest scorer is going to be Ichi Liddell. Do you, but do I think you, Kentucky's going to win. And I think. Do you um, know who the highest scorer in the event is, like all time, in an individual game? I know Harry knows. Turn on Harry's mic for a sec. Uh, He'll yeah, get this sure. question right. Harry, Harry who ahead. was it? A the current guard for the Charlotte Hornets, Malik Monk. He scored, I think, 40 45. 45, including the game winning three pointer. And ironically, they played North Carolina in that game, right? And then they had a three pointer, or Luke May hit the game winner in the, the unfortunate Elite Eight, Elite Eight game. Mm-hmm. Hey, for the win! <laughs> I knew Harry would get that question right. Thank, Thank you, Harry. But Johnny Juzang's the answer to that question. Under eight, what player have you been the most surprised by this season? Ooh, that's an amazing question. I gotta go quick. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna keep it. Um, I'm gonna go in the SEC, and I'm gonna go with uh, Darius Days of LSU. <laughs> he's a he's a guy that I think we need to shout out. Yeah, Darius he's Davis. been very good so far. For them, very good. Xavier Pinson is not under four. What team are you most confident in to make the Final Four at this very moment? At this moment in time, if you had asked me one team who is making the Final Four off the top, of my dome, I have no reason to not say Baylor. I have no reason to not say Baylor. The All only right. reason people have to not say Baylor is because they did it last year. That's the only reason. All right, John. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Under 16, if you were to make a bracketology right now, would the Minnesota Golden Gophers be in it? Joe Lenardi has them as one of the f- next four out. They would be in it. They would be in it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, number 12, you think there's going to be a three-parter, but number 12, you think Duke's the best team in the ACC? Quick yes. Answer. Do you think UNC's the second best team in the ACC? Yes. Who's the third best team in the ACC? Ooh. Um, I will go... Oh, man, that's a tough question. That's such a tough question, man. I, I'll, I'll go Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, I like it. Number eight, after the crazy goaltending debacle in Houston, Alabama, do you think that that kind of play should be reviewed, or do you think that all plays could be reviewed late in the game? I think that play should be reviewable, and but I don't think everything should be able to be reviewed. Because the, the argument for not being able to be reviewed, that play specifically, is they don't have the correct camera angle to really show whether the ball was mm-hmm. above the rim. Interesting. So, I like that answer. Uh so qu- quickly pull up the AP Top 25 as fast as you can. Okay. The AP I'm Top 25. Scrambling. Sorry, to I should have told you to put that up before before we even started. Quickly pull the AP Top 25. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> there are eight two-loss teams in the AP Top 25. Which one is the strongest and which one of them is the weakest? The strongest one, I think, is very clearly Gonzaga. Yes, I would agree with that. The weakest one, I will say, is Ooh, I'm between two. Um, I'll go Kentucky. Kentucky. I was back and forth between Kentucky and Texas. Yeah, I knew, I knew Texas was going to be one of those as well, but that is the TV timeouts. That's my TV timeouts.
Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of Marathon to March. David, you have any last words? Any last words? My bad. I kind of blasted that. No, I want to give um, a shout out, of course, because we got to give shout outs. I got to give a shout out to um, Dr. Joy Powell, my theater history teacher, professor who did an amazing job this semester. I really enjoyed the class. I will give a shout out to Rafi Serafian for winning his fantasy matchup this week and getting me into the fantasy playoffs. That is a big congratulations. And Harry, Harry has a shout Harry out. Harry a shout out as well. Uh, shout out to you about actually. First of all, shout out to David and John. They do such a great job well, thank you, uh, on this thank show you. weekly, talking great college basketball stuff. I know they're going to get better as the season goes on, like most college basketball teams. They're going to the get better. Wildcats. Uh, you know, shout out to all the great professors at this university for you know a great fall in the. Uh, Did Harry just win an Oscar? University back and finally a shout out to you know a good friend of mine at Florida State University. They know they do a great job in Greek life. Uh, Nico Caprilis. I know he transferred over there from FAU and he's doing a great job there so shout out to you know the Florida State Seminoles down there in Tallahassee that's a great way to end the show that's a great way to end the show alright see you guys we'll see you on the next one